Uh, let me add my welcome to Tim. It's great to see everyone here in the building. Welcome to those online as well. Uh, we're thinking about celebrating Christmas uh, this morning and the joy that it brings. Um, so what I always do is please uh, turn to someone either in your family, at home, or someone who might be with you or in the building. Um, turn to someone near you if you're comfortable to do so and share what you enjoy most about Christmas. What do you enjoy most about Christmas? Right, everyone, hopefully you've all been able to share something about what you enjoy. Um, I've got various categories down. Um, I wonder if, put your hands up if you talked about these things. Anyone mentioned the lights and the decorations and trees? Yes, good. Anybody, food or drink? Yeah, lots for food and drink, isn't it great? Some great food about. Uh, what about family and friends? Yeah, yeah, good number for that as well, it's good. Uh, films and TV? That's good, yeah. What about music and carols? Yeah, that's good, isn't it? And gifts, both giving, receiving. That's got to be pretty high, yeah, yeah. Christmas is a time of joy for many of us. It's really important to say, not for everyone. Some, including here in Derby, even among us, really struggle. And there is very little joy for them. But whether Christmas is, is joyful from all the, all the food and festivities or not, this morning we're going to think about a joy that is possible for, for everyone and accessible for everyone. The joy found in God coming to earth as Jesus is born. So firstly, we're going to hear about this joy from the angels who filled the night sky. So an angel has just spoken to the shepherds in their fields, saying, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for everyone. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ and Lord. You'll find him wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. When suddenly a host of angels appear. We're going to read together out loud Luke Chapter 2, verses 13 to 14. So together, let's read these words out loud. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Wow. So we're told it was this great company of angels. Now, I wonder if anyone knows how big a company of angels is. Let me give you some numbers. So who thinks a company might be around 20? Hands up if you think that's about 20 angels in a company. Oh, no one's going for 20. Uh, who thinks maybe about 200? Can we go for about 200? Yeah, a few thinking 200. Um, and what about 2,000? Anyone willing to go? I've done a big jump there, haven't I? Uh, 200 to 2,000. Yeah, a few, and, and a number of you maybe not sure. You think it's even higher, maybe. Well, we, we don't really know, but we think it's in the thousands. Now, this is a lot of angels coming together, filling the night sky. It would have been a glorious sight for the shepherds to see. And notice they are praising God. They are rejoicing at what God is doing. Now, Christmas morning, it is fast approaching. We've thought about that. Six sleeps yet left. And every child that I speak to is looking forward to it, just about. Who's looking forward to Christmas? Yeah, yeah, lots of people. Uh, we're looking forward to the Christmas Day service. We're looking forward to Christmas lunch with those Brussels sprouts. <laughs> we're looking forward to the Queen's speech, maybe. And maybe one or two presents as well. Uh, but the joy and excitement of all these Christmassy things, it doesn't even come close to the joy that these angels have. They say the words, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Now, now to get the full impact of this, uh, the Bible seems to, to suggest that angels were male. Now I've never had an angel speak to me directly, so, so I don't know exactly how an angel sounds. But I picture this, this booming group of male voices in the night sky. So you know where this is going, don't you? Men, are you up for it this morning? <laughs> uh, the words are in the next screen will come up. And we're going to say these words. Men in the building, after three, together, as loud as you can, okay? One, two, three. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Kids, do you think the men could have done better than that? Yes, I'm sure we can do better than that. Well, let's do it again. After three. One, two, three. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Well done. Better but still nothing compared to thousands of angels in the night sky. The words of the carol says, sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Name that carol. Come are you faithful? Or fall on your knees, oh hear the angel voices. Oh holy night, yes. But why, why are the angels so happy? Why are they rejoicing? Well, the words they say spell it out for us. 
The God in the highest heaven has descended to earth. Glory, glory to him. Now consider for a moment uh, what these angels know and have seen. They, They can see the heavenlies. They've come down from the heaven and they will return. They've seen God create the world and know that in Jesus all things were created. The angels have seen the relationship and love between Father and Son in the Godhead that has existed forever and ever. Yet now in Bethlehem, they see a baby is born. God's Son come down from heaven, Jesus, down to the earth in the flesh. This story is brilliant. No one else could have ever imagined it. It is worth singing about and praising God. After all the twists and turns, after all the ups and downs throughout history to this point, who could have predicted that this story would culminate in this moment? In all the brokenness and decay of God's creation, groaning as in the pains of childbirth, the violence, corruption, sickness and disease, what would make God come? Watching on as humans rebel and turn away and wonder from him. Yet God looks on what the world has become with grace and with mercy. In love, God gives himself. No wonder the angels look and they cannot help but break out in praise. No, even they could not have imagined this. I wonder what the most expensive gift is that you've ever received. (laughs) The most expensive gift. You know, technology has to be up there, doesn't it? Um, Maybe you've received an Xbox or a Nintendo Switch Or maybe it's been a new mobile phone. Maybe it's a bottle of aftershave or perfume. Some of the brands out there can be very expensive. Maybe you hit the jackpot one year and you received a car. I'm not talking about a child. (laughs) All these things, they're expensive, aren't they? But nothing is more costly than God's son coming to earth. Nothing is more great. Nothing that will change your life in such a significant way. God became flesh and broke into our sinful world. It cost him his son. No palace, no robes, no worldwide announcement. Just the humility of a servant. A baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The great God, the Son, comes and humbles himself. He comes to us to meet our needs. The Prince of Peace has arrived to bring us peace with God by dying for our sins. And and this event, 
It stirs the angels' hearts so much that they appear in their thousands and sing. They break out in praise for what they see God is doing. Hope had finally come and it thrilled them. As they look upon this weary and broken world and see what God is doing, they cannot help but rejoice. Of course they do. The kindness of God has come to earth. His favour is being shown. Glory to God in the highest. In the midst of, of all the other joyful things at this time of year, and there are so many, let your hearts join with the angels and rejoice more than anything else that God sent his son for us. Celebrate with them what God has done for you and for me. We're going to sing again, and it ties in really nicely. Look to the skies. There's a celebration. Let's stand as we sing. Secondly, this morning, we're going to hear from a man called Simeon. He's a really good man, righteous, holy, devout. He's been waiting for God to come and rescue and bring peace to Israel. He's led by the Spirit to go to the temple courts at exactly the same time as Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple to give thanks to God for their son. God's Spirit said to Simeon something very special indeed. He told him, you will not die until you see the Christ or promised Messiah that you've been waiting for. This was huge. You can imagine Simeon heading to the temple day after day after day, wondering if this could be it. Am I going to meet with the promised Messiah today? Then suddenly that day arrives. Simeon walks up to the temple and sees baby Jesus. He sees baby Jesus. Anyone recognize Baby Jesus, any children from yesterday? Anyone recognising baby Jesus? Where might you have seen Jesus yesterday? Yes? At your house, was he? Or he might well have been at your house. He was, <laughs> brilliant. He was, he was part of the nativity trail yesterday, for those who don't know him. Um, so this is the baby Jesus. Um, and Simeon doesn't just stand and stare in amazement. He doesn't go and question Mary and Joseph. No, he goes straight up to the baby. He takes Jesus in his arms and he praises God. Now, everyone around him must have thought, this guy has lost it. Who, who is this baby Simeon holds? Why is he so excited and praising God? But Simeon knows without a doubt, without a doubt, this is the promised Messiah that he's been waiting for. He is full of joy. This is the one in whom all the hopes and fears of all the years are met. And in this weak and helpless child, wrapped up in this tiny bundle, 
Simeon sees the character of God. He sees love and kindness, care and compassion. He sees light and salvation. We're going to read some more of the Bible together. Um, Luke, let me put Jesus down. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. Let's read this out loud again together. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Such wonderful praise. And what what needed confirmation to Mary and Joseph about their son, who, who is at least 40 days old at this point? Can you just imagine that they've been having a terrible week uh, with the baby Jesus, maybe crying or teething or interrupted sleep, doubting how on earth this could be God's son that they are looking after? They hear these words, Simeon holding that baby. What reassurance to these new parents. The following verse says, they marvel afresh. And this joy, it's the same as the angels. This weary world has been waiting and waiting and waiting for God to come. The hope has finally arrived. Simeon sees God's promised salvation. The rescue of God's people has finally come. And this, this will be seen by all nations. He is the light to the Gentiles. He is the glory of Israel. A saviour has come for everyone. And whatever happens next for Simeon, his heart is content because he has seen his saviour. His joy is complete. So in in the midst of the tinsel and the mistletoe, The bright lights on the tree and the carols, the cheese and the crackers that we all love. It is so easy to feel good and happy in many ways at this time of year. But when all disappears and January comes, everything can feel empty again when the darkness returns. We can spend Christmas kind of living in a bit of a bubble or dream and covering things up. Simeon calls us to know a deeper joy, a real joy that he found in Jesus. A joy which will fill us not only to the brim, but overflowing, complete, lasting joy. Because we we have something even greater than Simeon. We have Christ with us every single day, in spirit and in word. He draws near to us and rejoices when we come to him. So let me ask, do you know that joy? 
Is our joy complete like it was with Simeon when he saw this baby? And he said, I'm, I may now depart in peace. Are we at peace with whatever happens in these days? Jesus invites everyone to know that incredible joy by surrendering our lives and trusting in him just as Simeon did. Will we delight in this precious gift as much as Simeon did? You know, many of us will have watched young children open presents. I wonder if there's a young child here today who would like to come and open this present for me. Um, yeah, yeah, hands went up pretty quick then. Um, really young child. Um, yes, hand up there at the back. Yeah, do you want to come up? Right, come and open this. Good lads. Right, just rip it open. Go for it. Oh, is that a pair of shoes? Well done. Good job. That's it. Oh, very good. Let's see what's inside. Want to open it? Oh, some bubble wrap. Oh, what is it? It's a car. Oh, yes, it's a car. Now, that is pretty amazing, isn't it? Hold on to that. In fact... You can take that back to your seat just now. Thank you very much. Well done. Many of us will have watched young children, really small children, open presents, struggling with the sellotape, eventually ripping the paper, opening the gift to find a new toy, something that's been specially selected by a doting grandparent, lovingly thought about for hours and hours, but so often, what does that small child do? They play with the paper, or the box, or the bubble wrap, don't they? They love it, and it is so funny to watch. So many people around the time of Simeon were waiting for the Messiah. So many were looking for God to move and intervene for that promised salvation. And yet the most precious and beautiful gift that God was lovingly giving them was only noticed by a few. Simeon being one of them. He loved the gift and he was full of joy and praise. We're surrounded by so many other things at Christmas. So much packaging that cries out for our attention. And it's really easy, really easy, I think, for us to play with that and to enjoy that and forget that the greatest part, the gift itself, is by far the most important bit. Jesus himself. So whether young or old, will we lift up Jesus like Simeon, and delight in him afresh this Christmas. He is with us now, 
We can delight in him now. If you've got a watch, if you've got a watch on, look at your watch with me. Do you see the seconds counting? Maybe you don't. Maybe your watch doesn't have seconds. Mine are counting. Every single second, Jesus is with you. God's greatest gift to us is with you every second. Rejoice, rejoice in that this Christmas. Now may, may Jesus fill us with as much joy as it did the angels. Glory to God in the highest. And with Simeon, may we praise God for his light has come to us. Our eyes have seen his glorious salvation. We're going to pray. Let us pray together. Father God, we thank you so much that when we know you, when we trust in you, we can rejoice with the angels and with Simeon. For you, Lord, have sent your son such a precious gift, your promised salvation, the saviour of the earth, to be with us. Oh Lord, that is so precious. And we thank you that he is here with us now he lives with us every day, every single second. We pray that in the busyness, with all the fluff and the wrapping that wants to steal our attention away from you this Christmas, that our eyes would be firmly fixed on you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to sing again together. See him lying in a bed of straw, also known to some as the Calypso Carol. Um, following this, Charlotte is going to come and lead us in our prayers this morning. Let's stand as we sing.